Hello everyone, and welcome back to another chapter of Keep It The Lost Cities. Uh, today's going to be a relatively short chapter. Um, there's only six pages, but um, I'm feeling pretty good after, over this President's Day weekend. I just won another tournament for baseball, so I'm happy. Uh, here we go. Acting normal at school the next day was easier than Sophie thought it would be. Dex still wasn't speaking to her. Marcella and Jensie were relatively oblivious, and Fitz and Bianca already knew. She got a little choked up when Bianca hugged her and told her things would be okay, and Keith made a few jokes about what he kept calling her mysterious illness, but other than that, it was like any other day, until study hall. Sophie was sitting alone with Bianca, ignoring the way Dex kept glaring at her from the next uh, from the next table over. When Stina plunked her beanpole body in one of the empty chairs, I never knew you were such a good actress. She sneered. Sophie froze. What do you mean? Not you, Foster. You're not good at anything. I meant Bianca. I know your secret. Bianca glared at her. Ooh, I'm really scared. You should be. Something in Sina's confidence seemed to get to be on it because she sifted in her chair and her eyes darted to Sophie. She doesn't know anything. She's just trying to trick you into admitting something. Sophie grabbed her things and stood. Come on, let's sit somewhere else. Sina slammed her bony arm across beyond his books. Oh, but I do know something. See, since you've been ignoring... Maruka lately, she and I have been bec- become quite close, and she's had some great stories to tell. This morning, she told me the most interesting thing about the reason you and Sophie became friends. All the color drained from Bianca's face. What is she talking about, Sophie asked quietly. Stino flashed a wicked smile at Bianca. Should I tell her, or do you want to do it? Tell me what. Bianca sat pale and lifeless. Like a statue. Statue. Sina giggled. It's really quite funny. She was forced to be friends with you. Her dad wanted to keep a closer watch on you. To the freaky human girl who practically killed his son in a splotching match. So he ordered Bianca to be your friend. So you'd come around their house. Sophie saw the panic in Bianca's eyes and felt a little sick. Is that true? Of course it's true, Sina interrupted. She hated you before that, remember? Did you really think she suddenly wanted to become best friends for no reason? She studied Sophia closely. Hmm, I guess you did. You're even dumber than I thought. Vienna sprang to life and reached for Sophie's arm. Sophie jerked away. Don't. Her mind was spinning, making connections. She should have made a long time ago. She'd wondered if someone put Bianca up to it. She just never considered it might be Alden. Sophie, Bianca pleaded. Sophie shook her head in as traitor's tears pricked her eyes. The last thing she saw was the look of I told you so on Dex's face. And she turned and fled. Am I talking loud enough? I think I am. She raced around the corner and plowed straight into someone. Sophie, are you okay, Fitz asked. Of course she would run into him, and he was with Keith. 
Perfect, I'm fine, she muttered, resisting his help as she struggled to regain her balance. Hey, he grabbed her arm. What's happening? What's wrong? She shrugged out of his grasp and tried to push by, but he blocked her path. Let me go. Tell me what's going on first. Uh, Fitz, Keith tapped him on the shoulder. I'm feeling some pretty serious rage right now. It's probably not a good idea to annoy her. She glared at Keith and took a step away from her, holding out his hand in peace. Tell me what happened, Fitz pleaded. The concern in his voice pushed her over the edge. Ugh, she screamed, shoving away from him. Just stop already. Stop what? Stop pretending like you care. I know your dad put you up to it, okay? That's crazy. Keith looked to Fitz, then back to him. Fitz looked away, his whole body rigid. What beyond what Bionna tell What did Bionna tell you? Nothing, she hissed. Neither of you had the decency to be honest with me. I had to hear about it from Stina. Fitz muttered something under his breath. Sophie, it's I don't want to hear it. Her voice cracked. Better leave her alone, Keith said, pulling Fitz away. He glanced over his shoulder and dragged Fitz down the hall, his eyes asking if she would be okay. She sh- she shook her head, pulled out her home crystal and crystal and leaped back to Havenfield. What happened, Grady called when he when he spotted her, but she didn't acknowledge him. She threw a satchel on the ground and ran straight for the caves. Sophie, wait, Alden called. Sophie kept going, but Alden was faster than her. Than she, but, but Adeline was faster than she looked. In a minute, she'd caught up with her. She offered a small furball in case you need a friend. Iggy flooded to her shoulder, and Sophie wiped away a tear. Thanks, Adeline nodded. Be careful down there. It looks looks like a storm's coming. Sophie hadn't noticed the gray sky, but it seemed appropriate given her mood. She climbed down the cliff and wandered deep into the cave, revealing in the thick, gloomy darkness. She noticed a shard of rock on the ground and hurled it at the wall. It clattered as it shattered into small bits and was oddly soothing. She threw another stone, uh, relishing the clang of each as they were pulverized into smithereens. When there were no rocks left, she kicked to the edge of the nearest boulder until her foot throbbed. Dirty, panting, and in more than a little pain, she collapsed to the ground, feeling the tears she'd been holding back bubble over. She buried her face in her hands and gave in to them, letting the violent sobs shake her body. She felt Iggy trembling next to her, frightened by her irrational behavior, but she didn't care. Her life had officially fallen apart. She had no friends, no family, facing exile and expulsion. She was totally and completely alone. It was at that moment when she thought things couldn't possibly get any worse. That they did. A pair of arms pulled her to her feet and smothered her screams with a meaty hand. She tried to fight back, but a cloaked figure swooped out of the shadows and shoved a cloth over her mouth and nose. Something sickly sweet burned her throat and nostrils, and her head instantly clouded. A sedative. She held her breath and kicked with all her might, but she couldn't escape the iron grass, and she couldn't hold her breath much longer. Sophie, Dex called at his voice, echoing against the walls. Are you in there? 
Fitz told me I should come find you. The figure holding her cursed, and Sophie railed, rallied her conscious concentration. Run, Dex, she transmitted. She was too late. She heard the scuffle, and her head was swirling too much from the drug to make sense of it. Then the arms holding her jerked away, and she crumpled to the ground as someone yelled, yelped. A ball of fire scattered away. Iggy, he must have bitten her captor. Go get help, she transmitted, hoping he'd understood what she meant, and scurried out of the cave. So she took that as a good sign. She tried to get up, but she was too weak. One of the figures grabbed her arm, squeezing it so hard it cut off her circulation. Let go, she rasped, surprising at how the drug affected her voice. Dex moaned behind her, and she turned towards the sun. A third figure had Dex at the vessel-like grip, and clearly no amount of struggle or fighting would help him escape. She held Dex's pan panicked stare as her captor pulled her to her feet and covered her mouth with his hands. Drug them out. Drug them now, I mean. Sorry. Drug them now, he ordered in a deep voice. Both of them? The figure holding Dex asked. I thought we only wanted the girl. We can't leave any evidence. He turned to the second figure, who was already soaking the cloth in a small vial. He said she only came here, here alone. She does. They had been watching her. She watched in horror as the figure covered Dex's mouth and nose with the drugged cloth. His eyes held hers as he struggled against the sedative. But after a minute, his head lulled and his body fell in. Get his pendant, the one holding her ordered. There was an ominous snap as Dex's registry necklace came free in his hand. Then he returned to Sophie, holding the cloth over her face. Let's try this again. Her nose burned and her head spun, and the last thing she felt was a tug on her neck as the pendant, her only hope of being tracked down and rescued, was ripped off her neck. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry if I was talking very quietly. I'm pretty tired. So that was the end of chapter 43. I really hope you guys enjoyed that, and have a good whatever time of day or night it is for you.